It's uh, like your partner, your husband, your wife, anyone that like you have like regular sex with or not regular sex with. Any single time you need to say no or you're not in the mood, do not. It's okay for you to not have sex. You're not obligated to have sex with anyone ever. You're not obligated to do anything sexual. You're not obligated to give anyone a hug. Y'all, what's up, bitches? Hey guys. Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> to give you a proper introduction, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna steer off of the introduction. We're way too excited. Yeah. That's why we can't give you a proper intro because two is here. Yeah. Oh, at two o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> um, welcome back to Mental Chillness, my friends. Um, a comedy podcast about living with mental illness and learning how to achieve mental, mental chillness. We are your hosts today. I'm Jules. And I'm Khan. And we are your fairy buff mothers. That's right. And we have a little fairy buff father in the house. There we go. Yay, yay. We have our dearest friends, 242. Hey. De La Rosa. Um, he goes by two for short. Uh, his pronouns are he, they, right? He, she, or they. He, we she, can talk or about they. That more later. Diverse, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Or any pronoun, honestly. Yeah. Yay! Welcome! Welcome to the pod! Thank you for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Um, before we get into everything, are we mentally ill or chill right now? What's happening? I'm feeling really chill. Today I had a good morning had my workout and i was so excited to have two on the pod at two o'clock too i was like okay first of all i'm loving this i'm so excited to sit here exactly and to have this conversation with you guys and to dive in on two's life i'm so excited honestly i know too from con but i don't really like know know you and know about like your past and about how you know you changed your name so i'm honestly excited to know a little bit more about you i'm excited i'm excited too (laughs) Um, I'm pretty mentally chilled today, I would say. I went to the gym, too. Mm. I did some breath work on the way over here. Yes. And breath work always gets me, like, a little bit, like, high. Like, it definitely brings, Can like, energy Can you tell us, like, what um, is the process of your breath work and why you do it? Because I know that a lot of people talk about breath work, meditation, and all of these different things. But I don't think a lot of people actually know what it is, the benefits of it, and how to do it. So why do you do um, breath work? Yeah. Well, I do it as, like, um, a release. Like, a lot of times our body, like, um, our experiences get trapped within our body. And I think it's about 40% of toxins leave our body through our exhale. So breathwork is just focusing on letting those toxins actually be released. And toxins is not just, like, what we think of, like, um, in the air, like, in our food or anything like that. It's also, like, energetically, like, our traumas. Um, and so I do breath work to really focus and relax my body and focus on like releasing anything that might be stuck. So like for me, energetically, like when I do breath work, it usually comes out of like my arms and like my hands and like, I'll feel like tingling sensations all over my arms and my hands and my hands sometimes will stiff up and get really tight and fit a fist like 
like a fist. And usually what that means, or at least what like my instructor told me when I first learned this is like you close up your hands, like when you're doing breath work, because you don't want to let go of what you need to let go of. And so the breath work is like forcing you to let go of it, but your body's not ready to, because your body is used to identifying with whatever trauma that is that you're trying to let go of. So it holds on really tight and it can be painful, but it can also be super euphoric. Like once like you really relax into it. Um, yeah. So I just like the first time I ever did it, it was like really crazy. Like my whole body like was like really tensed up and like I shook around and we were like on the floor and my body like tensed up and all my muscles were like really tight. And I was like freaking out and really scared. And she told me to calm down because I, or not calm down, but she was like, you're going to be fine. Like you're just breathing because I was just breathing, but it was like focused in a way that most, like we usually don't do in our day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really put too much like energy, just like focusing on like really breathing in and out. Like the exhale, I think is what a lot of people often don't put too much like energy or focus on. Like they just kind of like really breathe in and then do like a short out. Like you really have to like get it out as well. That's so yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's I kind of really incredible. should do that because honestly, now that I think about it, my seizures are mostly just like my muscles are just like almost like intensifying. So if I feel like if I would focus on breath work, that really could stop my seizures. Yeah, I feel like you if you look into other types of like uh, like forms of taking care of your body, I think you can help your epilepsy. By doing research into these things. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Breath work is insane. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, I think it's, like, super important. I think the first couple times you do it, it might be, like, like, I know, like, with other people, they're just, it's, like, um, it's really, it can be really scary. Because it can be, like, really tense, especially if you have, like, really upsetting traumas that are trapped within your body. Yeah. Because sometimes when you do the breath work, too, and you've never done it before, you'll experience those emotions that have not been released. Yeah. So you might experience, you know, whatever traumas that you might have trapped within your body to let them go. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just trapped in there. And I'm sorry, I feel like my necklaces are, like, jingling up. And no, it's you're okay. Away. No, you're good. We're, we're catching, like, all the over here. Okay. <laughs> we love it. No, but, um... I actually, um, lately, I have not been mentally chill at all. So I've been crying literally all day, like every day, like yeah. from the moment I wake up to like the moment I go to sleep. And what I've noticed is right now, I will take so many, like I catch myself so many times throughout the day, just taking really deep, slow breaths. And not really because I'm conscious of it, but it's more so like my body is literally like crying. And so, like, my body will literally tell me, like, bro, you're out of breath. Like, take a second. And, like, not because I'm physically exhausted or anything like that. It's literally, like, hey, your body has been freaking out for a really long time for whatever reason it is. And you just need to, like, be conscious right now and take, like, a deep breath. And, like, from, like, those little moments, I I realized that, like, okay, like, I'm not doing this because, oh, I know of it, and I'm doing it because it's, like, something good or whatever. I'm accidentally doing it because my body's, like, asking for it, but I'm noting that, okay, I'm going to be more conscious of my breath, which is why, like, now when I go on walks and stuff by myself, I make sure, like, every day, like, we're going to take 10 really conscious, like, breaths, and we're going to start with 10, and eventually maybe it'll add on to, like, 20, 30, like, 100, but right now, like, every day, I'm, like, at least 10, because sometimes when I breathe, I don't 
I swear to God, sometimes I don't really breathe right. It's like brushing breathing. Like I'm not really inhaling or exhale. Like, yeah, there's air coming in and out, but like, I'm not feeling the full breath. Yeah. Also, I have asthma. So, you know wow, what I'm saying? I did like, not know that about you. Yeah. Um, can I breathe right? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> but Where's yeah, Where's I don't inhaler? have one. I've never had an inhaler. What? I went to the doctor. My doctor was like, yeah, you have asthma. And then, well, was, and then was just like, yeah, go home, get some sleep. Rest, you know? And I was like, what? Who's your doctor? Hold on. First of all, I'm writing For real. Letter. I was like, okay, so I guess I'm just going to be a strong ass bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Not her in the gym with no inhaler. <laughs> no, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting with like working out. I'm surprised you. That's like, what I'm it saying. Affect your breath. Like, yeah, do you need to take no, a second? No, of course. Because this deadlift's like 400 pounds. But that's what I'm saying is even when I work out, before learning to brace my core and be conscious of like breathing in and out during exercising, I didn't. When you look at my videos, if I ever, like, whatever, you can sometimes notice that I'm not taking full breaths in and out. Like, I don't really breathe correctly, which is why right now it's a big thing for me to be really conscious of my breath. Like, there's this um, uh, neuro uh, neuroscientist, his name is Andrew Huberman, and he praises this, um, like, uh, breathing technique. I fucking cannot remember what it's called. Philosophical sign. Not philosophical. That's not right. Phil is something, something sign. I'll, I'll remember it. Yeah. But it's basically a breathing technique where you take two inhales, one really deep, and then you hold it, and then you, like, breathe in a little more, and then you breathe it all the way out. Oh, and that's th- what I was doing. Okay, yes. And yeah. that way, the carbon dioxide in your brain is, like, being released correctly. Well, yeah, try that's that the one, one that uh, yeah. I was taught. But Phil yeah. is- I don't know. I'm what not, it's I'm not, no, there, there's there's an actual like scientific name for it, but yeah. 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 Do, that's so. Yeah. That's. It's like. Mhm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how you like clear <sighs> carbon dioxide out of your system. Yeah. Literally. No toxins. Yeah. It's I really love intense. having friends. <laughs> Same. Same. That's awesome. But also, I was gonna say with the breath, like a lot of times, if you don't feel safe in your body or just in general like out in the world like a lot of times people of color or people of like other experiences that um like going out into the world you're not generally safe for whatever reason like don't actually are not properly breathing really? like because you're just not feeling safe enough yeah. to fully you feel like relax you're into it like like yeah. it's like tense yeah like, yeah that's how i feel like i like i i don't I know that I don't breathe right because every time I notice I'm breathing, I'm like, Yo, I'm barely fucking breathing. I'm like, I'm barely feeling air in and so out of that shit. You're mentally like, ill right now. I'm very fucking ill right now. Yeah. I don't know if this is like I mean, normal, bro, but I, it's to the point where I'm concerned that I think I need to go to the doctor. It's to the point where I'm concerned that like I might have to take medicine. Yeah. And it's because I've been like this for years and every time it comes I don't every time it comes I go through it and then I don't do anything about it because once it passes I don't think about it yeah but like does anybody else like literally like I would wake up and it, it depends on like I guess what's going on but lately there's lately I can't really like give a reason to my anxiety and depression and why I feel the way that I feel. And so that's why it leads me to think that, okay, dude, you literally might be really chemically imbalanced that you might just have to take pills so that you don't, because 
I understand that like you have to feel, you have to process, you have to go through all of these different seasons and emotions and whatnot. But lately it's been so intense to where it like to where it like every day I'm like, okay, I cannot feel like this. I cannot feel like yeah. this. And that's yeah. how I know that it's getting like bad because before when this would happen, I would always work myself through it. Right. But it's to the point where now I'm like, bro, I'm still working through it, but it's yeah. just, it doesn't go anywhere. And I think that it's because I've never gone to the doctor. And so I've never had anyone actually like check me like health wise. Like I do everything by my own diagnosis. intuition and Google. diagnosis and whatnot. And so I think I'm just in a place where I'm like, okay, yeah, you can do all of these things to work through your depression and whatnot but sometimes you might have to actually just check it out yeah. and sometimes maybe you are just like crying for literally no reason yeah you know it kind of sounds like maybe bipolar yeah I, i've thought about it i've thought about it many times but that that's that's the thing like i've never gone to the doctor so i just always know how i am but i think that it's time that i actually like See a psychiatrist and actually yeah. like, sit down and not just talk to a therapist over yeah. the phone and sit with an actual doctor and say, this is how I feel every single day. I don't know why I'm feeling yeah. this way because I'm tired of talking to family members and talking to mom and being like, and then them just being like, this is how it is growing up because no, it's not like this. I, I mean, it's not like, no, it's not, but it's like, no, like no, there could be not. answers. <laughs> I think that right I now remember yeah. seeing movies. I mean, it's not seeing movies, but it's like this. This doesn't feel like how it's supposed to feel growing up. I don't remember. I mean, I don't know crying like this. I mean, I don't know. No, like I, I cry for everything. No, but no, no. If I, if me I too. start to be concerned about my crying, that's how I know that I need to be concerned. Yeah. Because I'm not a person that fights crying or fights emotion or whatever. But the thing is, it cannot be fucking normal. To go through periods of months yeah, where you no, literally just cry all day, every day. I would wake up, it would be like 5-10 minutes, I'll start crying. But <laughs> it's not like, oh, a little soft and tear. It's like, I cry so much to the point where my body fucking hurts. Every yeah. time I'm depressed, I feel like I'm being ran over by a fucking truck. Like, over and over and over. Like, it physically feels like I'm being crushed unbearable sometimes and like that's what I mean like it cannot be fucking normal for me to sit here and cry for days and days and days and days and days without any explanation you know what I'm saying like hey guys welcome back to mental chillness <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about crying <laughs> listen we do a lot of things very well and one of them is crying okay yeah <laughs> and this is what it is so welcome back with our guest <laughs> no but you know what else I've been sad about all my friends are moving I just no. moved to a new house that is two minutes away from my best friend and my best friend is moving to Miami has already moved my best friend moved at the same time that I moved to this house oh, so, so like, hey you wanna buy me you wanna help me get boxes uh, it I'm sucks moving. But also two is moving. Ah, oh, fucking yeah. sucks. So all my besties. We get are so moving. close. I fucking love him. I want to fall in love, and he's like, "I'm out of here. I'm moving to New York." Actually, I'm like, "How are you feeling about, about your move?" I'm excited though, because if I could move to the Big Apple, pff, I'd be 
I'll be out of here. Yeah. Fuck Orlando. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, not fuck Orlando. Orlando's fine. I'm trying to build a foundation in Orlando. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's... Fuck Orlando. It's it's all right. You're literally in Orlando. I know know I'm here in Orlando, but if you... You're a product of Orlando. Okay, well, next... (laughs) I wouldn't be on your shit if the podcast wasn't on Orlando podcast. I know, babe. I love it here. You're here. (laughs) No, yeah, Orlando, I do feel like it's up and coming. Like, I love it. Everyone loves it here. We love it here. You're here. You're my life. I love you. I will say, though, like for a while I was definitely like fuck Orlando just yeah. because it's like been shit but it is up and coming like with people moving from New York and different cities like yeah. the culture and stuff is shifting in a pretty cool way especially with what you guys are doing and just <sighs> in general you. and also I wanted to say just thank you for sharing everything oh. that you're like about how you've been feeling like thank you for listening of course thanks for like making me feel safe enough to share it yeah yeah. And I hope, like, you figure that out ASAP. Or whenever you just no wrong time. Well, I'm going to take you guys with me because I'll tell you what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Maybe you are like that, too. Like, I cannot, like, I feel like I just, and I told my therapist this the other day, like, I have been feeling like this. And I know that it's some sort of bipolar because I have been feeling like this since I was, like, I can recall up like back all the way to like I was in like high school like freshman freshman sophomore year and I was like I I dated I had a boyfriend like throughout like all five four or five years of that and I I remember one like distinct like thought where I was like okay I feel sad again but I was literally not sad a week ago but now I feel sad again and I don't know how to tell Daniel this because he's gonna think that I'm crazy and then he's gonna think that I'm bipolar because I have no explanation of why I feel sad and then all of a sudden I feel fine and then all of a sudden it comes back. And I have literally been questioning it since I was in like fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade. I've always known something was wrong with me, but I have never talked about it because people would dismiss it as like, okay, that's how life is. And then also like, question i have no explanation so when i say it out loud you will just shut me down because i have no explanation you have no knowledge you know what i'm saying so it's really like disencouraging mm-hmm. but no more i'm here to fight I, this is the hill that i wish just to fucking die on you can feel bad at any time and you don't have to invalidate yourself for it you know and that's why we come on here no filter because you don't know who needs to hear this right now in this mm-hmm. moment you don't know who's yeah. literally listening being like what the fuck me fucking too exactly. that's like it's no filter here we literally be like <laughs> well no actually today we actually have a really important conversation oh yeah and i just want to express how grateful i am that you are open um for to talk about it today's conversation is um a little bit more serious um i feel but it's it's really relatable right because when i was ever since i was young i've always done like a lot of dumb shit right do you ever have like moments where you recall in your childhood and you were like i could have died well i had so many of those right to the point where it was like i would sneak out and then i would be chased by like white vans at like four in the morning oh my god right so those are like the dumb shit that i never talked about because i knew that it was on my own account right like that i was the reason why those things happen i was always the one that's like you shouldn't be doing that i was never a part of those but okay, i was, well, I was like, doing it. a snitch i was a snitch yeah oh my god uh yeah well i was doing that shit. but there are also other things from my childhood and growing up and whatever that i've never talked about because the fear of invalidation 
And also, just there's so much fear around like this topic. And what I'm talking about is I've had so many weird and also because being a girl, uh, I was very like, I guess like I was never not like sexualized, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like ever since I was young, I have encountered so many different sexual experiences that I could not believe that it was not right until now that I'm sitting in hindsight and I can recollect and say, hey, that was not cool. That was not right. This is actually the reality of what was happening and whatever. And like, I feel like I have a lot of these stories and whatever, but I feel like all of us have a lot of these stories because no one really teaches you like, you know, like verbally write out like this is right, this is wrong in case all of these different scenarios happen. It falls under this category of right and wrong. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like no one actually tells you and teach you like this is how you feel. This is how you should not feel. This is what someone should not do to you and whatever, especially when you're a young kid exactly. not being taught about those things and then exploring it on your own. Yeah. Right. So I've had many, many situations like that, like in my childhood where now I'm not like very like now I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but two actually just like recently within the last year uh went through something that he'll elaborate on but i think that it's just i think that it it spoke to me because you actually took action and you spoke out and you stood up for yourself and you validated your own feeling that this is how i felt unsafe in the situation where I have never talked to, about anything. I have never, ever even, like, thought, like, okay, like, you should tell someone about this. Or you should tell the person that's doing this to you that that's fucked up, you know? But, yeah. Okay, well, elaborate, because I want to know what... <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah, please. Of course. Well, it was um, August of last year. Yeah, I think it was August. Yeah, end of August or end of September of last year. Um, and by the way, like, I know everyone is, like, whenever I, like, talk about it, everyone's, like, I know this is, like, really hard and everything. But, like, honestly, I'm, like, it's really easy for me to talk about. And I want to say that that is because of, a, like, mostly femmes and women and anyone that is, like, experienced, like, a sexual assault in the past. Like, I've heard oh, so okay. many stories. okay, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what the talk... I was a little oh, bit okay. confused. Okay, I'm sorry. There we go. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. I told Jules what was happening, but Jules... Jules <laughs> is very slow. Jules, no, not that Jules is very slow. Um, I'm closer to two than Jules, and I actually know the whole story, yeah. and I wanted this to be an experience where Jules would be learning at the same time as he's talking. I didn't want her to just whatever so that's why she's surprised don't think that we don't know what we're doing bitch i know yeah anyways no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you um yeah I, to- I feel totally comfortable and it really is because of like femmes and women that have spoken up about these things in the past like unfortunately like a lot of my friends have experienced very similar things and so i've heard of them before i know what it looks like i know that it's not okay and so when the moment happened i knew exactly i was like this is what people have been talking about this yeah. is wrong this is not okay this needs to stop you know yeah but yeah basically it was like august of last year i was on grinder and i was messaging with this guy 
I had been on Grinder for like years. I have been Grinder for a long time. I mean, not like, but like right before this, I was like in a relationship for like three years, and then I just got on Grinder again for like, you know, just because I wanted to. Uh, but before that relationship, I'd been on Grinder for a minute, so I'd had a lot of experiences with Grinder, and nothing had ever been scary. So I felt really like trusting of myself, yeah. and my intuition, that I never like put myself in sketchy situations. Um, but unfortunately, this time, you know, you just you just don't know sometimes. But yeah, I was on Grinder. It was, I guess, I'll just kind of like out him. Um, I guess people should know. Unfortunately, like I didn't like out him immediately when like it happened because I just I felt like there were like legal issues. Um, I probably just won't, I don't even really know his last name, but I was on Grinder and there was this guy. His username was Netflix Chill, and he lived like downtown Orlando at like one of these like big apartment complexes. It was a really nice one, and I was just gonna go to his place and meet up and hook up with him. Um, and I got to his place and everything was fine. He took me up to his apartment and it was like a really nice apartment complex and he was like beautiful. And so I was like, oh, this is fine. And he was, he seemed totally fine to me. We got up there and we started like doing stuff, like kissing, whatever. And something fell off. And so I asked him about it and I was just like, hey, like, um, are you on anything right now? And he told me that he was on Adderall, Coke, and Xanax. And so I was like... <laughs> so different. You know, yeah. first of all, yeah, you know, just, I'm just vibing. <laughs> yeah, I was Off really the Adi Coke, you know, just cracked out. And Xan. I was really confused, because I mean, Xanax are on its own. First of all, I'm not going to remember you. Out. Yeah. So, no. But go ahead. I'm so sorry. But yeah. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I was just like, okay, so probably nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to chill. Like my, like when I go into like, or when I have in the past gone to hookups, like off grinder, it's mainly to just like connect. Like I've realized, like I realized a long time ago, like I don't want to go out just to like have sex with people. It's more so like to connect and specifically with like a masculine energy in a way that I feel like I never got like growing up. And I also feel like I experienced myself as like a healer. And so I've always felt like in those moments, people felt comfortable and comforted and safe in a way that they maybe hadn't before. And so I feel like that's why growing up, I was always kind of attracted to like anyone masculine. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like someone with like a penis or anything like that, but it's just like a masculine energy that I'm kind of attracted to. And I do feel like it's because I'm kind of like healing that energy throughout the world. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, yeah. But yeah, so when I was there, I was like, probably nothing's going to happen like sexually, but um, I'm still going to sit here and talk with this guy and yeah. just be like comfortable and cool. And he's and, beautiful. Like, he was beautiful. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be a vibe. It's whatever. Like, you don't have to do anything. We can just talk. Like, that's my favorite part of it anyway. It's just like connecting and like seeing someone fully vulnerable and trusting and knowing that I can hold them in that space and trusting them to hold me in that space as well. Um, so we started talking, um, he told me his name was Frank, um, and he was telling me he was from Venezuela, and then he, he soon enough told me that he had a girlfriend, and I was like, okay, interesting, interesting, and then he was like, I was like, okay, does she know? Like, thinking maybe he's, like, in an open relationship or something like that, and he was like, no... But we're not going to do anything because you're just, like, my bro. But we were, like, already, like, naked in the bed. So it was just, like, I was, like, okay, maybe, like, I didn't understand. And I honestly was not really cool with it because I was just, like, this is weird. 
And then he told me that she was pregnant and that she was pregnant with his baby. And I was like really shook and concerned. And I was just like, I'm just going to like keep it cool. And I'm just going to like talk until I feel comfortable enough to leave. Cause I was like, this is weird. Um, but unfortunately he was off the shits with his, what all the things he was on and he was trying to kiss me. And I was like, that's too aggressive. And he was kissing me like way too aggressive and he got on top of me and he held my arms down and I was telling him, Hey, you're, can you not kiss me so aggressive? And he just kind of like ignored me and still held my, held my arms down. And he's like a big, like muscular guy. Like he's bigger than me and more and like muscular and built. And so, yeah, he was holding my arms down and I was like, can you let me go, please? Like, I don't like this. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, don't be weird. And I was like, okay, um, I just want to get up. Can you just let me go? Like, let me go right now. I want this to stop. Like being so clear, like being so present in that moment and knowing from like hearing stories from my, like growing like from friends and from online and everywhere that this is weird. Like get out of there. If you don't feel comfortable, vocalize it. And being so clear, you know, because like sometimes people will be like, oh, they weren't that clear or it was, yeah. they were misleading, which is not valid. But I was just very much very clear. Like, I want this to stop. You need to stop. You need to let me go. And he was totally ignoring me. Um, and then he, which like, if anyone is like listening right now, content warning, like there's about to be like a sexual assault. Trigger. <laughs> Trigger warning. Yeah. Um, and so he started, he was holding me down and I was freaking out. And I was like, what the fuck? This is like what everyone's been talking about. Like, this is like, I can't believe this is happening. And he was starting to finger me and I was telling him, no, I don't want that. And trying to push him off me. And he was stronger than me. And at that moment, I was just like, like calling like my angels i was just like anyone out there that's like non-physical that can like appear here right now and help me the fuck out please come through and help me out because i'm scared as fuck and i don't want this to happen and i need to get it the fuck out of here and i don't know if it was like anything like non-physical that actually came and helped me or if i was just able to do it myself but for whatever reason like i just was able to like get his hand like away from me and slip underneath him and get off the bed and I start putting on my clothes and I'm about to grab my keys and he reaches over and he grabs my keys and he's like, come back in the bed and talk with me. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> in that moment, I'm thinking he's like going to kill me. I'm thinking like he has a pregnant girlfriend. He doesn't want anyone to know he's like going to kill me or something. And he very well could. Yeah. And because I was like, who the fuck does that? Like grabs my keys. And I was just like. And yeah, and he just like got back into bed and he was like, come back into bed. Like, let's talk. He was like, why are you being so weird? I was like, I'm not being weird. I was telling you to stop. I didn't like what was going on. And you weren't listening to me. So I want to go. I don't want to get back in that bed with you. And he kind of just, like, went back and forth. Like, he was just kind of saying the same thing. He was just like, come back in the bed. Like, come on. And I was just like, give me my keys. Um, and if you hear, like, my song, Bro Life, like, that's mm-hmm. 
that's like the ending thing just like give me my keys and it's because like i was saying it like over and over and over again just like give me my keys give me my keys i want to go give me my keys i want to go and he was just like no let's talk like why are you being weird and if anyone listening like anyone says that shit to you that is gaslighting that is super gaslighting like you're just being weird like nothing was going on that's fucking gaslighting weird i mean he was you know he was off the shit and that's the thing too like i think i totally like skipped over it but at the beginning i felt super comfortable with him that's what it was like i think the most like scariest yeah most freaky about that was like at the beginning, like, I felt so comfortable. Like, I felt the way he held me was so comforting. And if he felt, like, soft and, like, sweet. And I felt comfortable. And, you know, and then the way it just switched up was just, like, you know, it's unfortunate. Alarming. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, like, uh, like, the gay hookup culture Mm -hmm. is really different from straight hookup culture and there's a lot that people don't like talk about experiences people don't like and and like it's unfortunate to have to go through it and then find out yourself right and um i think that like there are like little things here and there that people mention like sending your your location to your friend when you go to hookup or this this and that but i feel like there has to be like more of like a public announcement of safety measures and whatever because there are literal there are little kids right now yeah you know who don't have like the knowledge and willpower that you had mm-hmm. who are literally like just kind of going into it and then kind of like fucking themselves up and then getting out of it like cuz mm-hmm. they just had to go through and learn cuz no one shared the knowledge of experience yeah but also the thing that sucks is that the people that are getting abused is also the abusers that are doing it is the people that you feel the most safe with because i feel like at least for me the person that i've been abused by has been by multiple people it doesn't really affect me now but it's always the people that i felt safe with the people that are like because they have to create that to get you in fucking sucks and like how did you so tell tell us about like the process of how you handled it after yeah or if you weren't finished i'm so sorry oh no no no, yeah no you guys are totally good this is just like an open conversation but um yeah basically i was just like being like so just like serious with him and i was just like give me my keys i want to leave and he was not giving my keys and i was there for a, a minute um, and then I just told him, I was like, I'm going to go out into the hallway and you're going to meet me there. And you're going to give me my keys. Cause I'm going to leave. And so I started going to the door and he was like, and he like put on his shirt and stuff like that and his clothes. And he was like, okay. And he starts walking me out. And I swear, I swear he was going to kill me. Some shit. I was like, <laughs> so fucking scared. I was like, oh, but I was ready to fucking scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah. I'm so it. sorry. That's like, so like, so like rough to hear, but. Yeah. No, it's that's real life. Yeah. I I, in my like, head, I would be like, he has a knife behind his back. Like, that's like, in that moment, it's like so unreal almost. Yeah. And it just sucks because I know, like, like I had so many. Like, I, I've, I've hooked up with a lot of people and it's like never, ever, ever been like this. Not to say that this doesn't happen or anything like that, but like, uh, you know, you just want to trust people. You just want to trust people in the world, like in general. And I think, and that doesn't mean that I don't now. But I'm just like, you know, just 
Um, you think so highly of people, you're like, put people on this pedestal that is like, knock that shit down. No, it's not even that. It's more so that because you operate as a person of safety and caution and uh, consideration and whatever, you expect and you, like, see that. Um, you, you see that in others. Like, it's not, it's not like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a natural thing. Yeah, I mean, also, like energetically and spiritually you know i'm thinking like i'm only attracting like a similar energy so after that like spiritually or like in that moment i'm like what did i do to attract this or like what is like what does this mean about me and my energy and what i'm giving off in the world so that was confusing for me and i don't think i've um really fully understood that yet but i mean like thank god like i wasn't it wasn't like a fully traumatic experience and i wasn't left like fully traumatized i really do feel like i healed it but basically i was walking away he like he got me out he like let me go and i was in the hallway and we were walking and he was like kind of slapping around my face just like you were being so weird he kept saying that and i was just like just like ignoring him and he was just like like slapping my face around and we got to the elevator and we're going down and we're at the bottom of the elevator and I was like, look, we should probably talk about this, like, tomorrow or something like that. And he was like, no, we're never going to talk again. And then I was like, all right. And I left. And I went in my car, and I had already told, like, my friends, like, where I was and everything like that. Um, so they knew if anything was, like, going around. And I hadn't hooked up with anyone, like, in a while. So it was, this was, like, new for my current self. You know, this is something like, I used to do. And I was like, okay, I could do this, but I, I'm, I'm different now. And that's just, like, something you have to... Like, sometimes you just can't be doing that. But, yeah. So, he had given me my his Instagram prior to us hooking up. Um, I didn't give him my Instagram. It just, like, never came up. And so, I had his Instagram, and I reached out to him. And so the next day, I just sent him a long message just describing, like, very neutrally, like, what had happened. Like, this is what happened. You know, I figured he probably didn't remember because he was on all this different stuff. So I just told him, like, this is what happened. This is how I feel. Are you open to a dialogue? I don't really, like, want to out you or anything like that. I don't want to do anything like that. I just want to talk to you about this so that this doesn't happen to anyone else. And, yeah. And I was, like, really cool. I was literally at the end. I was like, I hope you're well. Because, honestly, I do understand, like, oftentimes people that are predators or that um, perpetuate abuse have been abused themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, most often the case. Um, I don't know if that was the case with him or not, but usually it's like people just don't know. And so we just have to share that information and it can be unfortunate. But I feel like I'm really glad that it was me and not like someone else because I was aware in that moment and I knew what I knew. And I felt like I could process it in a way and talk to him about it. So I reached out to him. I told him exactly what happened. I just kept it neutral. I wasn't trying to, like, hurt him or be mean. I wasn't even mad at him, really. I was just like, I just want to talk with you. Um, And he just was, like, nothing like... He totally just um, denied it, like, right off the bat. And when I messaged him, I messaged him, like... um, I made, made, like, a separate fake account. Just that he didn't know my Instagram for whatever reason, just because I didn't want him to know. So I just messaged him from a fake account, and I was just like, hey, I'm that guy from last night. Which is the intro to that song, but but yeah, I messaged him. He totally denied it. And I was like, I'm gonna give you some time, but we really need to talk about this because if you did this to me, then you might be doing this to other people, and that's not okay. Period. 
Um, and he was just like, nothing like that happened. And then he was like, what's your number? He kept asking for my number to see if we can talk. And I was like, I don't want to give you my number. I don't feel safe with you, of course. Um, and he just kept denying it, basically. And I told him if he doesn't, like, talk to me about this, then I'm going to have to out him for the safety of my community. Um, and he's like, go for it. Like, um, come at me, basically. It's like what he said. And I was like, all right. So I was going to out him, but... Um, I told my mom about it and she was like, let's go to the police. So I went to the police and I filed a police report. Um, and yeah, I mean, at first, like, honestly, I was like reporting it to two guy police officers or like mask presenting police officers. And I was a little bit nervous that they were going to be weird about it, but they were actually super fine about it. And they're actually grateful that I came forward because they said people don't. And I knew that that was the case, too. I know that people don't come forward, especially people who are, like, AMAB, like, assigned male at birth or anything like that. Like, that's, like, it's definitely stigmatized to, like, come forward about sexual assault. Um, so there is a police report against him. but And then they had a, a detective, like, on the case, like, immediately. And she reached out to me. And she basically was just, like, she was, like, well, she like, like she called me the next day. And the first thing she was, like, well, I just want to make sure you know, like, maybe don't go on Grindr and maybe don't hook up with people because <laughs> this is what could happen to you. Oh, hell no. And I was like, bitch, that's the first thing you say to me. Like, not like, here's some resources, which the other police officers were super great. Like, they handled it super well. And they were like, thank you so much. It was so a female that was telling you that? Yeah. The it's detective. probably from hearing a long line of, well, you shouldn't have worn a skirt and you shouldn't have been this. No, literally. Yeah. Like, you know how fucked up that is? I was like, girl, I get it. Like, I do understand, like, I have, like, my own part in that situation. And, like, moving forward, of course, I know now I'm wiser. But that's not what I'm going to be like. Yeah, it's like, I told her right to her face. I was like, my love. That's not what I want to hear right now. Not only that, but it was just like. It's not helpful. Like, why are you ignoring the fact that this guy did something horrible? And, like, you're just, like, putting the blame on me. Like, you're making this. So, yeah, that got me fucked up. And also, like, what you were saying earlier, like, more often than not, the people that are committing sexual assaults or any sort of abuse are people that you know. It's yep. not strangers. It's not like like the idea of people getting raped, like, you'll get pulled into a bush and it's a stranger no, that rapes you. No, because, because they are close you to know. you. They have, like, more of a tie. And so they have, like, you know, like, they... It's, it's in a way, it's easier because... If they are that type of people, they know how manipulative they can be and this, this and that. And that's why it's easier to do it to someone that, you know, instead of a total stranger who you have to win their trust, who you mm -hmm. have to all the be like this. in a room with them. But if yeah. it's like a family member and you're a kid, yeah. it's like your uncle or something. And you're like, oh, my God, this is my uncle. Of course, exactly. you can be in a room together alone. Exactly. It's going to be fine. And then. But I also I wanted that. to uh, say something about what you said earlier when you said that because of like your journey and like spirituality and stuff and you've been doing work on yourself, you don't understand why you attracted the situation. Um, this might be controversial, mm -hmm. but for me, I personally believe that what you're questioning shouldn't be why you attracted it or what came to you. But what your focus should be how you handle this thing that life gave you and then move on and learn from it. Because if you sit there and you try to dissect why you, a good person, attracted something bad, you'll never be able to explain why people get cancer, why people die, why people go through all of these things. 
So I don't think that the focus should be on why, because the reason the the growth isn't in why the growth isn't in I'm this way and I attracted that the growth is I am this way and I will still come out this way after this happened. Yeah. Like not to, you know, you do your own work and tell me what the fuck you find. But I feel like a lot of times I myself get stuck on why am I not feeling better if I'm doing this work on myself? Why am I still? I This is a prime example. Why am I still attracting people who are not compatible for me and are in ways very toxic for me when I have been doing the work on myself to not be that way? Why do I continue to attract them anyways? Yeah. And the whole point is that I don't think that just because I'm doing my best means that I will always attract the best. I think that I will just attract what I attract and the way I come out of it is the real like lesson. It's the real growth and reasoning. Yeah. And whatever. It's the way you let it affect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. so that's why I think the way that you handled this shows a lot about who you are as a person, what you believe in, how you stand on how you want to handle other people, how considerate you are for not even wanting to out him or go whatever Twitter, it is. Go like Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Like it, this shows how you are as a person. Unfortunately, it happened to you, but because you have been doing so much work on yourself and you're so like firm and strong as a person, you went through it. Yeah, you went through it. Like I think you handled the way that you handled it. There was not a lot of like bigger things happening. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't spiral. Mm -hmm. You took care of it, and then you used it, and you created a song. And you did all of these things to be able to put your effort into preventing this and whatever it is, you know. What I'm saying? Also, two mix music, everyone. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he made a whole song about the experience, which is like really, really fucking awesome. And that's what I mean by like, I don't think the focus is why it happened to you. I think it, the focus is more of like where you are right now, which is that you're literally sitting here telling us about your experience so that other people can feel like they're not alone in their experiences. Yeah, you know, and other people will, can literally be like me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally like that is like like part of like why I'm grateful it was me and not someone else because I know that it does happen to other people and they're not at yeah. that same place. Yeah, to, like, speak up about it. So I did feel like I felt definitely a deep sense of responsibility to like talk about it because mm-hmm. other people I'm positive and the queer community and the grinder community. Um, experience this because there's no way that this is like just like me yeah <laughs> especially because like like anyone that's like mask like um for mask or like man for man or gay or anything like that it's like men are already more often than not predators mm-hmm. so when you get two of them together it's like that's probably gonna happen more often yeah. than not um but yeah thank you no, thank you. Um, I wanted to ask, like, so while you were processing, like, all of this, what were some things that you were doing for yourself to remain calm and to remain, like, purposeful and not spiteful? Like, in the moment or, like, post? All of it. All like, of in the it? moments when yeah. you start spiraling and then also, like, just how like because what i what i want to know is how you kept like your mental chillness <laughs> how i want to i want to know how like you remained like okay i feel this way but 
I'm gonna out him and I'm gonna file this report anyways. I'm not gonna let my feelings and other people's invalidating whatever, whatever. Cause I have gone through a lot of things that I have never ever talked about. And those things makes me have a lot of different mental processes that are not the best or the most helpful. And it's because I've never, ever gotten help or talked about it. So I don't know, you know. So what was your, like, process of processing it? So, I mean, well, right in that moment, um, well, like, as was happening, I definitely was sparring a little bit. Like, I was, as was happening, I was like, fuck, is this going to mess with, like, is this going to traumatize me for any other sexual experience that I will have in the future? Mm. Like, how will I know to trust anyone if this guy, I felt so comfortable with him and then it just switched up like that, you know, like it, like I was like, am I going to be fucked up like in the future because of, of this thing? Like how will I know I can trust anyone? And I definitely had that like in that moment. And then I just like told myself like, you'll face that when it comes and you are growing in your discernment and I think you'll be okay. I think, and I also remember that I had so many other experiences where nothing like this had happened before, where I was like, it's kind of absurd to be like this one moment changes the rest of your like trajectory or anything like that. Mm. Just for me personally, I was like, and also like I'm at a place where I'm grateful. Like I trust myself incredibly deeply and I do like ground myself very often. So like in, like in the moment I'm like there and present, um, so, like, I will say, like, walking away from it, like, when I got into my car right after it happened, I was, like, just, like, confident in myself and not feeling super, like, fucked up just because I was, like, processing it as it was happening. And also, I will say, like, I know that you said earlier that there are lots of things that you've never spoken about. And I, like, consistently, I'm constantly, like, trying to go through, like, whatever memory I might have or anything like that that I feel like I'm repressing and talk about it like whether it's with other people or with myself and like actively like spend time like being present with it and why it did something like weird to me like I think something that I didn't talk about for a long time that I just now start talking about um or like a little bit ago but I've always like for a while now I like had this like um issue with seeing myself like accurately like as beautiful and or sometimes as like ugly and stuff like that which I don't necessarily think there's anything with wrong with being ugly um but when I was in high school there was this guy who like randomly was just like like called me ugly which is like you're ugly and no one had said that to me before and that like traumatized me I was like what I'd like what? never seen myself as that and then he said that and it like affected me like forever which is so like, crazy first of all, so crazy wrong. because in high school no, I thought I you were the so. most beautiful little cutie thing I literally <laughs> have like such a crush on like such femme guys remember remember when we said that Jules love gay men too it's like the core. and here's my thing I found out why I have such like for femme, I, I yeah. don't know, I think it's my it's mommy issues. Comfort. Yeah, you crave, like, the The, the femme of, like, femme boys and, like, the, like, the, I don't know. I just, like, it's my mommy issues. I don't That's know. That's so funny. Yeah, sorry. Um, but you are so beautiful. Anyway. Um, one of the things that I've never, ever, I've never, ever talked about this. I've never said this story ever. But I want to talk about it because I want to, like, 
make it clear to other people that like this is not right because in the moment I didn't know how to feel about it and I've felt disgusting about it ever since it happened but in the moment I couldn't like process it and I've never been really like physically um abused or whatever but I think that I've just been really emotionally like manipulated and I've been in very very hard situations because because of like mentally I couldn't like like one of the examples I gave from on like the one of the last episodes is um when I was in like sixth grade this boy looked down my shirt and saw my boobs and then forced me to send him a picture because he was gonna tell everyone that I showed him my boobs if I didn't so it was like a lot of that and so there was like this one situation where I was I was in high school I was still living in my parents house and my parents have always been very strict so I've always done everything behind their back. My parents, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, there's no boyfriend, no nothing. So there's this one situation where um, I was talking to this one kid who lived really close to me. And my, my parents and my grandparents live in the same circle. So during this night, it just happened that we were doing something at my grandparents' house. And I had to, like, run back to my house to give this kid something. I forgot what, but like he had to go and grab something from me. So he walked over to my house. So I left my grandparents' house. I went back to my house. I told my parents like, you know, I'll be right back. And um, when I came back, I was with him, whatever, like we were in my house and he was trying to like be like funny and whatever. And he was just trying like trying to do stuff, like trying to make out this and that. And I was like, okay, I have to go. And um, he wouldn't leave. Like, we were already in my house, and so he wouldn't leave, and at this point, I was freaking out because my parents can come home at any time, and my parents can call me at any time because I'm not supposed to be here right now, um, and so this kid eventually, like, ran up to my room, and he was just like, I'm not leaving until we fuck, <gasps> and I oh, no. literally... Are freaking couldn't out. I was freaking out because my because I was lying to my parents and I couldn't do anything about it because he wouldn't leave like he wouldn't leave he was physically in my room sitting on my bed I physically couldn't remove him like I couldn't even drag him you know what I'm saying so like I couldn't I literally had no like physical effort in me to like and my parents are down the street and I'm like whatever whatever so in my in that moment I was like are you serious right now and like he was being serious he was so serious how old were you 16 oh shit and um yeah so I had sex with him and then he left but I have never ever felt okay about that like ever I have never ever felt like like, I know that that's wrong, and I know that technically, he didn't physically rape me. Yeah. But he was just telling me that I had no choice. Yeah. And I've never, ever processed that, ever. I've never talked about it, I've never, but, like, it's disgusting to do something that you don't want to do, especially knowing that you just had to do it to get out of that situation. And, like, I'm very strong, but mentally and emotionally, I've had... It's fucking hard. 
Yeah, man. And I just want to tell young kids that listen to me, that are younger than me, and whatever, if you happen to go through something like that with somebody, like, bro, that is wrong. Like, that is wrong. That's not okay. If you did that and you don't feel okay, you have the right to not feel okay about it. I have the right to not feel okay about this. And that's fucked me up. Like, because I was like, what the fuck? Like, and the, the craziest thing is that I wasn't physically held down. I wasn't physically anything. It was like the fact that like if they didn't if this didn't happen, other things will happen. Like my mom coming home or my mom calling me to come or whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Like but yeah. Yeah. I do th- I think that is actually rape. Yeah. yeah. I do think I know that it is. There are, but that's what I mean when I say that like I've never talked about this, but I wanna say the only reason why I wanna tell the story is to tell you that when you don't feel right about doing something and you're being forced to do so without your willing, that's fucking against your consent, man. And that's wrong. And that's not okay. Like, and you should know that that's not okay even if you, if you weren't like fucking physically like pressed down. Like, the whole point of the story I just want to say is that you have to trust your intuition and you have to trust what the fuck is right and wrong. And if other people are treating you in a way where you don't feel like you're being respected and whatever, like, run. Yeah. Literally, like I remember, <laughs> this was like fifth grade. I was at a pool party, and um, some kid was like, uh, "Jules, go get the movies upstairs. Uh, go get the movies upstairs." And I said, "Why me?" And he was like, "Just go get the movies upstairs. They're in my room." White boy Tyler having a pool party i said okay i'll get the movies upstairs not even thinking about it white boy tyler white boy tyler tall tall football player yes ma'am live in south chase yes ma'am oh hell no yes ma'am all you bitches from fucking meadowwoods you know who this is you know white boy tyler (laughs) so i go get the movies upstairs white boy tyler didn't follow me upstairs but some boy followed me upstairs oh my god i go upstairs um, and I'm, I'm looking for the movies. I'm like, where the fuck are these movies? Um, I mean, you know me, I'm, they used to call me big titty jewels, whatever. So I'm in there and I'm, so someone closes the door behind me and I look tall ass niggas next to me. And I'm like, I'm not, what, what's going on? He's like, I'm gonna help you find the movies. And I'm like, what the, why you? I don't, I don't want to look anymore. So I try to get out the room. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. So I try to get out the room. He's like, nah, come on, let's chill in here. Let's watch the movie in here. And I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie. I'm in fifth grade, bro. I'm like, I don't want to watch the movie anymore. So he's like, come on, let's put a movie on in here. Let's put a movie on in here. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to watch a movie age? anymore, huh? Was he the same age? Yeah. Yeah, he's the same age. He's a little black boy. That's all I'm saying. So I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie anymore. Um, fucking pins me down on the bed. Uh, starts like fingering me. I'm like bleeding. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like. I'm in fifth grade, bro. Like, I don't want to watch a movie in here with you. And it's like, someone sends me up here. There's mad kids downstairs. Like, it's just like, no means no. Like, I'm in fifth grade. Who's even thinking about these things? Like, 
it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like it I'm doesn't. So sorry. It's okay. It's, it's okay, okay. But I I know I've accepted but, it now. But it's like in the moment, like why set it up? Yeah. Like I'm going. Like why say go get movies and then your friend go and follow me. But boys do that. Boys like, set it up. Makes sense. But that's the thing when a group of pet predators hang out with each other, they're gonna encourage the same behavior. And then the the, the boy that did that to me still writes me on Instagram to this day. Out him right now. <laughs> if you want, I, w- good, I, if, I don't. If you think he's still like that, though, I mean, I don't know how relevant. Multiple it is. Multiple girls have told me that he's dirty. Like he's he's. I'll oh, go off. <laughs> go off. I, I, I think personally, if you want to, it might be helpful for other community. If he's not willing to change. Like for me personally, if someone is not interested in being accountable and trying to change and learn and grow, then and nothing's happening and yeah. he hasn't been arrested I mean, or anything listen, like that, then so. it might be helpful for other people. Exactly. But you, you, you really, you fucked my shit up, like. That's not okay. But you see how we just literally took turn, all three of us, Toshan? This shit is so, like, normal. This shit literally is so fucking normal. And no one talks about it, which is why the behavior continues to happen secretively when you could be doing that behind my back and you're my friend. Bro, like, you don't... That turns, like, how does that... You don't see fear in people's faces and be like, maybe I should stop. Not to a predator. Like... I don't know. Damn. Yeah. This guy's deep. <laughs> well, let's do some breath work. I'm so sorry that this yeah. is so fucking heavy, but oh it's, God, this no. shit is happening. Like, this shit real. is real shit happening. This is yeah, real. It's literally it's real shit happening. And if I, you listen yeah. to this, bro, and you yourself are telling us you know, in your car, your own story. That is why we are literally saying it. It's so that, honestly, not that, like, not that I think like, oh, people our age will listen and then, oh, whatever, whatever. But I think the bigger difference is that I know I have kids younger than me yeah, listening to me. I am only 23 and I know that I have kids out there who are 18, 19, 20, 21 whatever it is they're listening to me and i just want you to know that before you go into your life experiences i hope that us telling you this will trigger you to build a bigger trust in yourself to do more research about things to be more careful with who you surround yourself with to be more careful when you go into things to not be so naive and not question to not expect yourself in other people always like remember that just because you are something doesn't mean that the potential that you see in others is true yeah and do not make listen no means no consent is consent i swear i don't even care if you look into their eyes and even if their eyes anything looks questionable question everything are you okay are you okay is everything okay how do you feel that is questionable that should be like that, I mean, there's so many things that we should be taught, like, growing up. But, like, care during, like, any sort of, like, sexual act. Like, continuously checking in with I don't care other. if I'm being yeah. annoying. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. 
It's, it's, how are you feeling? How, and that's why being a lesbian, this shit's the best. This shit <laughs> is the so fucking best. And it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I feel like I'm like, yes. yeah, God, yeah, of course I'm okay. Oh, baby. <laughs> It, it builds trust it builds communication it builds vulnerability like anyone who's like oh it's unattractive if like you keep checking in no. they're prob- they probably have predatory yeah. like exactly you have to like you truly have to like trust yourself and you truly have to like trust that what you feel is right because mm-hmm. uh yeah i've never talked about any of these things and just now am i like you know what? That was traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just like how young you are, like I just have to say, I'm so sorry. But thank you, of course, for sharing. Yeah, no, but thank I'm you guys so for real sorry. for sharing. Seriously, like it is so upsetting. Like, cause growing up, I mean, I don't think I was sexually assaulted growing up, unless if like I suppressed it like super hardcore and I can't remember it. But I don't think I was. But um, up until now, like I have heard way too many stories too many bro like like not even just you know from like family members like older adults like not like yeah and these are the things that should be talked about and none of it is talked talked about about. and i also just remember one thing i want to tell everyone that even if the action is still wrong even if it comes from your partner Period. Okay. Even if it's come from your partner, someone that you know, someone you trust, someone you have a relationship with, the action is still wrong. Don't it's excuse not, it. And this is this is like an example. And I, I I fucking hate sharing it, but I at the same time I want you to take in context like that your feelings have to be validated because it's right. Even if it's your partner and you have sex regularly and you do shit that you like and this this and that it's not okay to wake up in the middle of the night with a dick in your inside of you it's not okay to be sleeping and then be woken up with a dick inside of you Mm -hmm. even if it's from your partner when it's not consented talked about when i didn't give you the permission to do so i was sleeping yeah i'm like that's period i was sleeping you're sleeping it doesn't matter who it is unless if like unless you guys are role-playing and you're like oh my god pretend i'm sleeping exactly no but no that's communication that's talk like that even if it's your fucking partner tell them that they're disgusting and wrong because that's fucking retarded that you thought that you could do that to me while i'm sleeping I'm sleeping. I'm unconscious. Resting your body, bruh. I know. Unless like I imagine, I like, like being okay. like in the middle of the night, bro. Like, <laughs> and I was like, unless we talk about it, and, but that's and the, I say that that's okay. But that's yeah. the thing, exactly. I couldn't. I was like, bro, I'm literally sleeping. I'm sleeping. I don't know. It's uh, like your partner, your husband, your wife, anyone that like you have like regular sex with or not regular sex with. Any single time you need to say no or you're not in the mood, do not. It's okay for you to not have sex. You're not obligated to have sex with anyone ever. You're not obligated to do anything sexual. You're not obligated to give anyone a hug. If you're younger and like I know this happened a lot growing up, like your kid and like your other relatives or whatever always want to give you a hug and touch you mm-hmm. and all these different things. If that doesn't make you feel good, 
that's okay. I know growing up, parents are always like, give your grandma a hug nope. and stuff like nope. that. Sorry, I'm, kind of I'm like, not in the mood. I am a yeah. big fucking like advocate for, nope, don't touch me. Yeah. Even if you're my fucking aunt, I fucking hate it. No, Didi, Especially not uncles touching me. I've always been so weird. I fucking hate where if my uncle were to ever, now, if they were to ever even play, like slap my ass, I would literally smack the living oh, shit out no. of their face. Like, oh, no. as you should. They don't like it's not me. okay. It's not no matter what it is. And the thing is, there's so many blurred lines around like, oh, that's your uncle, that's your family, that's your friend, that's your this, that you that's why, like you know what I'm saying? You're enabling things to happen by excusing whatever. You need to take in full consideration of everything before you tell a kid something. You know? And we need to, like, normalize letting our kids have a say over what they want to do with their bodies. If they want to hug someone, if they want to give someone a kiss, if they want to, especially, like, anyone. Period. You hear anyone, parents? You hear you me? Because don't offer be like... your kids free will. Because then they'll grow up knowing that they deserve that and won't get, you know, well, hopefully be able to stand up for themselves in exactly. terrible situations. Exactly. I love that. I love this conversation. This was such, oh, I feel like almost like I spoke to my therapist today. Seriously, this was such therapy. I love you guys so much. Thank you for sharing everything, truly. Yeah. And for everyone that listens, um, this conversation to me is as beautiful as any other conversation that we've had, even if there was like not a lot of comedic value. Um, I think that we're delivering on a really important topic and i think that it's important um because we're not anything big you know like we're not like a huge podcast we're not this we're not that we are your friends amen like we are your friends you are our friends and we're literally just trying to relate to you and so because a lot of because all of you actually know us hopefully knowing that we all go through it too it gives you a more of a a sense of ease that like you're not in this alone and that what you feel is right and whenever you are ready to talk about what you went through or what you're going through trust that there are spaces out there and people who will understand and hear you and validate you and the right things need to be done you know but whenever you are ready you don't have to rush yourself or whatever, but hopefully listening to this conversation, it makes you feel a little bit better that there are other people still surviving and, and thriving, you know? And coming out of these experiences, like, better? Yeah, better because yeah. it is better because you went through a really tough thing and you grew out of it, <laughs> like, strong. You didn't let it, like, beat you down and spiral into, like, whatever, whatever. Like, things are different for everyone. Everyone handled things differently, literally, because you are, like, chemically different. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I'm really grateful that you were really open because because of you being open and you telling me this in the first place is what made me start questioning what I go through and it what made me realize, like, uh... Like, maybe I should talk about this because Definitely maybe other well. girls are like, you know, how many fucking girls are being fingered in fifth grade and not telling people about it? You know what I'm I saying? I can only imagine. Yeah. And for like, I hope that this will, I guess, just I hope that this elevate 
you in some way, you know, your spirit, your whatever. Hopefully, if you didn't relate to any of the sexual shit, which good for you, girl, then you can learn from our breath work or whatever the fuck that you were doing in the beginning. But yeah, well, thank you for seeing me. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you guys for seeing me. No, of course. I love looking at you. I will say, like, like for anyone listening or whatever, like, it was like bad things happened to us, but like at least for me, coming out of it, I feel more confident in myself, more yeah. in my own power, more sure of myself. Because of the way you react to it. Yeah. Which is the best. And you're so soft-spoken. You literally sound like liquid gold on this mic. I'm so excited to re-listen. Ah, love liquid it. gold, baby. Liquid gold. But also, can you tell the people um, about your music, where they can find your music and such? Because what an angel. <laughs> okay, well, I, uh, I'm i a music producer and I also perform my own music and oh. I DJ. Uh, I perform and produce under Bounce Kisses. Um, that's my name on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I am on SoundCloud and all other music streaming platforms as Bounce Kisses, all lowercase, and there's a space between Bounce and Kisses. Um, and that's bounce like bouncing a ball and then kisses like giving someone a kiss. Like <laughs> but yeah, I make music, I mean, mainly from like a, um, like a queer, like non-binary like perspective. I like to tell stories, but also sometimes I don't, um, I don't really have a, like a specific genre, but I'm formulating one or I'm getting to a more specific sound as we speak. But yeah, feel free to check me out. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, wherever, Bandcamp. If you want to like purchase my music, that'd be awesome. But yeah. Bounce kisses. <laughs> Love that. Oh, and That's I co founded the Soft Collective. In yes, Atlanta. I wanted you to talk about the Soft Collective. Okay, cool, yeah. So I co founded this collective called Soft um, in 2019 with Kobias Thomas, Sarah Sisafit, and Mumtaz. Um, Kobias is DJ Gazi, Sarah yes. is fucking full metal, and Mumtaz is wound recovery. Or, no, she's mortal coil now. And we all just um, formed this collective as um, a space that we felt was not in Orlando, which would center queer and trans BIPOC people, that's Black, Indigenous, and people of color, like at the center of the club space, because so much of Orlando club scenes is just like white, straight culture. Um, and that just wasn't really what we were in- interested in. So we wanted to create a space that focused on that. And yeah, we've had a bunch of parties. Mumtaz since has moved to Texas. So if you're in Texas, check her out. I think she's making music. Or she's like part of a new collective called BPM. Bitches Play Music. Ah, I so, love that. Bitches Play yeah. Music. Period. I love she's it. She's amazing. But yeah, DJ Gazy DJs at Southern Nights now. I yes. think he's a resident now. Yes, and Sarah, I, I believe, produces her own music and is a producer and is just a music um connoisseur i learned so much about the music industry from sarah if you ever need anyone to work with like engineering or understanding what a good venue like what a venue should have for your event or party or whatever sarah is that person for you fucking full metal on instagram i'm finna hit her for my collective yes Yes. but yeah um yeah that's soft and that's me on bounce kisses my name is 242, but 2 for short. Yay! <laughs> oh, and I did want to specify, I guess, just like, 
Oh my God, how much more time do we have? Do we have a lot of time. Just go off. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just wanted to talk about like like the name real quick. Um, well, first off, like um, my name used to be Peter Herrera, um, but my name now is 242 De La Rosa. My last name, I changed it to De La Rosa because that's my mom's maiden name. And it was to that honor like... Thank you. De la Rosa. So pretty. De la Rosa. And it's Dominican and it's like honoring like my Dominican heritage and um, my Afro-Caribbean side. And yeah, it was just like um, to honor like um, the femme lineage, especially like in Latin culture that mm-hmm. is like consistently disrespected. Um, yeah. So I chose De la Rosa to honor her and her lineage and every other like femme person that has lost their last name. Yeah because of, like, the patriarchy and stuff like that. And also, I just think it's really beautiful. And there's no shade to my old last name, Herrera. I love that last name, too, and that's a Colombian last name. And it's incredibly beautiful. Um, it's just at this point in time, I'm choosing this last name to honor it. And my first name, 242, came from an experience, like, in early 2018 when I was in the beginning stages of, like, a spiritual awakening. Um, in 2018, I, like made the intention to release fear that was trapped in my body because I felt like I was experiencing so much fear and like paranoia and I was just trying to understand like manifestation and like whatever like manifesting your reality and so at the beginning of 2018 for like two months that shit went pop in and basically the way I understand it now I had a lot of like fear and paranoia trapped within my genetic DNA passed down from generations um, so, like, for my father, his father, his, like, mainly on, like, my father's side, I felt like there was a lot of stuff trapped within our DNA that kept getting passed down. That's um, how I feel. Yeah. So, like, making that intention to, like, release that meant I had to feel it to its fullest extent in order to let it go. And um, it was, like, two-month-long period, and basically I was, like, seeing red. I was incredibly paranoid. I was having the worst thoughts I've ever had in my life, just, like, thinking really tragic, horrible things would happen to me, my loved ones, and I felt terrible about myself, and I thought I was going to die. And I ended up losing, like, 10 pounds because I was so scared. I, like, couldn't eat. I couldn't, like, do anything, and I wasn't... I felt like I couldn't talk to people about it. I couldn't... I could be very vague with people, but I felt like I couldn't give it the energy of being really specific about what was going on sorry it's okay (laughs) but um i feel like i couldn't be specific about what was going on because i was scared i was going to manifest it so i was like i can't be specific i can just be really vague so i feel like i was going through on my own but i did get out of it um i felt like because i was imagining myself being the person that i am today looking back at that moment and being grateful that i got out of it and that i could tell people about that I got out of it so that they can do it as well, which is who I am today. Like, thank God. And you're I also, scaring me because literally everything that you're talking about right now is what I'm, I feel like everything that I'm going through right now, like if I say it out loud, what I'm going through or what I feel like could happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that is so scary. But the, the, the force of it actually happening is your fear, not because you think about it. That's mm-hmm. so fucking... I was literally so, journaling about... Like, if I show you... My, that's fucking... I'm going to cry, probably. Okay. Finish I talking. Sure. I want to talk. Oh, but, sorry. Oh, no, no. You're good. I was just going to say, like, um, you... 
you are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions. So the emotions that you feel, I personally feel like emotions are like literally the word emotion is energized motion. And it's like, it's supposed to be experienced and let go. It's, and these are things that come through and pass through us. And that's why I feel like certain places have like imprints from traumatic events and emotions. And you go there and you can kind of feel that energy there. It's because energy is our emotions can come from us, but more often than not, they're just like passing through. Um, and I feel like right now, like here on earth, we're experiencing huge waves of, um, I'm not really sure what to call it, but like waves that are going through. And so everyone's experiencing um, a lot of anxiety and depression, paranoia often because these waves are forcing us to let go of fears and paranoias and unhelpful things in order to progress as a civilization and as humans. Um, And so we have to face these things and look at them in the eye and be okay with them right there and know that they're no good for us yeah. and waft them away. How and did was... you guys meet? We went to school together. <laughs> yeah, we were oh, really? school together. Yeah. But we only started... Well, we started being friends after school. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so like, we, we knew each other from school. Um, and then... How did we start hanging out? I don't remember. T- I worked at Planet You guys did not tell the love story? Come on. <gasps> oh! Planet Smoothie! Planet Smoothie, right? I used to work at Planet Smoothie, too. Yes. And we used to work with... Oh, my God. Yeah, no, we went to school together. I not tell the love story. No, we went to school together, but we never were, like, actual friends until we worked together at Planet Smoothie. And then since Planet Smoothie, we just became, like, closer and closer and closer. Like yeah, but but the craziest thing is, like, two is one of my friends who I, like... I, I, I call my friends, like, my bestie for the restie because... <laughs> Because that's literally because that's literally what my friends are. Like they're yeah. not everyday people. Yeah. We see each other like how whenever. Yeah. But every time we talk, you're literally like like for the rest. Yeah. Like there's no. <laughs> I literally I didn't talk to two when he changed his name and all of that. I didn't know anything until like later when we reconnected and then I was like, oh, so what happened? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, like it's just one of those friendships where I'm really like. At least you have someone to visit in New York. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm excited. Yeah, you guys gotta come through. Yeah. We come, we bring the mics. Oh my god, yeah, you should. But, yo, I wanted to say, like, with all that, like, um... I have gone to a place now where I have vocalized some things. I'm not a place where I am comfortable vocalizing. And... Yeah, I just want to say, like, you are not just your thoughts. Yeah. Like, in order for things to manifest, like, it takes, like, thoughts, action, and vocalizing. And you have total, like, even when you think, like, there's nothing you can do to stop something, there's absolutely. Yeah. Like, you can stop things in its track immediately. Because you are the creator. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I needed that. No, no, no. I needed that. Like, I was literally, like needed and i know it's like so cliche and people are always saying like be grateful and express gratitude but like no but that's the core no that is that literally the core. Is the gratitude core is the core of everything because from personal experiences no matter what i'm going through if i start counting what i have and be grateful for it i will immediately feel better because mm-hmm. it's a reality that this is actually what's in front of me and not what's in my mind yeah gratitude yeah. is the key like literally because in gratitude is what makes you feel better when when you catch yourself because most of the time the way that you feel is based on what you think you're lacking and not what you have but Mm -hmm. once you start counting what you have and not what you lack then you can stand strong what you do have Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, so. and what you give your, I think like most of all, what's like super powerful is your attention. Yeah. And that's why like companies and like organizations like desperately want your attention and oh, yeah. want to keep you attracted because your attention is what you're putting your energy to. So if you're giving your attention to what you're grateful for and to what you do have, you'll see more of that. Yeah, for sure. Like that's just like how the universe works. Um, but yeah, you're blessed, period. So yeah. you have nothing to worry about. Period. Yes, we're all blessed, period. True. And our listeners are blessed. 100%. If you're out there right now, you are truly blessed. For real. Love that. And we are so blessed. Yes. Like, for real, for real, too. This, this conversation was so good and so healing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that this helps you or even if it, you know... If you couldn't relate to what we went through, I hope that it gives you a different perspective of how to think about things and how what to keep in mind when interacting with people. And you know how people are always like, everyone goes through things that you don't know about. In this case, it's literally true because people don't talk about sexual abuse experiences ever. Um, but yeah, we hope that we made you feel seen, heard. And sure. if you feel like an inclination to reach out please do if you want to talk to anyone about anything let it be us like we have the space for it we are providing that space right now if you don't feel safe saying it to anyone in your life like and you want to just get it out like feel free to tell us exactly if you know know? someone that maybe just wants maybe you know that this episode could really heal somebody maybe just send this episode to a friend um and yeah, you know where to find us on Instagram at mentalchillness.podcast. You know where to find us on Facebook, Mental Chillness Podcast. Where can we plug you into? Oh, just bounce kisses like everywhere. Anywhere that you're Bounce to... underscore kisses. And you and know where you... to find me on Instagram. Yes. Lots of jewels with two S's. And I am Mother Eartha with a zero. And again. Oh yeah, I just want to say if you are queer and you had a similar experience to me or or whatever and you feel like you would like to like um talk to me about it i'm open you can definitely dm me or whatever and i can be support for you yeah you got a bunch of supported open bitches over here but thank you so much everyone hope you have a good day good night wherever you are and we will see you i promise i'll make you laugh more in the next episode (laughs) i i won't traumatize you but um we love you thanks for listening yay